In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. To you I lift up my soul, O my God, and you I have trusted. Let me not be put to shame, nor let my enemies exult over me. And let none who hope in you be put to shame. The great signs that our Lord describes as being in the stars, the sun, the moon, and the sea, and the waves, describes certainly the end of the world. Not only the end of the world, but also the end of the world, because he talks about when we see the Son of Man coming in his glory, and we know what that means. We know that from Matthew 25, the Son of Man coming in his glory to judge all the living and the dead, separating the sheep from the goats. We think of the parables where our Lord talked of the talents, the gifts that were given to the different servants, and the judgment at the end according to how they used those gifts. Were they invested wisely? Were they invested modestly? Were they buried? So it's with the end of an old year, last, uh, well, yesterday afternoon, and the beginning of a new year, um, that it's a opportune time, or it's my opportune time, to give you the annual, the annual financial report. It's not in the bulletin, but it's in the boxes that contain the bulletins, uh, in those wooden boxes at the exits, and there should be a few copies left in the lobby. I'll make more if need be. It shows all the numbers for FY 2018. So that's from July 1st, 2017, up until the last day of June in 2018. That's the year that um, is under uh, consideration. So all those numbers are there. If you were to compare them with the previous year, FY 2017, the numbers are all uh, very positive. Income is up 6 to 7%. Expenses are up at only 2%. Uh, assets are up um, 10 to 11 percent, um, all encouraging numbers that subsidy to the school increased, but um, every other number was very good. Even our net surplus uh, went up by over 325,000. So, um, but that's looking backwards. If we look at the present moment, if we compare these few months, these last few months with a year ago, which means if we begin to compare 28, FY 2018 to FY 2019, a lot of us have noticed that something's a little different. Um, our attendance at Mass on average is down about 10% last year compared to this year. Uh, our number of registered parishioners is also down about 10%, but our number of registered families is only down 1%. Um, Our collections last September, October, November, compared to this year, are down about 5%. So we can look at this in all sorts of ways, as good news or bad news or or good news. Um, It's not the case that everyone is going to St. Agnes or St. James. If that were the case, then I wouldn't be so unhappy as long as they're still going to Mass. But numbers are down lots of places. Pastor of St. Agnes was over for dinner last night. Their numbers are down. Um, attendance and, and collection. Uh, Our Lady Good Council reports uh, significant numbers lost over the last few months. Um, how, how can we turn this into a positive? Well, I'd say we can acknowledge that the Lord is definitely um, giving us extra help to persevere when the devil is throwing all sorts of uh, slings and arrows at us. 
either to discourage us uh, or to get us to doubt our faith, um, whether it be personal hurts or family wounds or, uh, or the news in the church um, or the wounds of the church that are now just being um, exposed or just our own doubts, our own intellectual life or um, our own journey. The devil is throwing everything at us imaginable. So the good news is that if you are still here, everyone who is still practicing the faith and worshiping God is probably making a great effort. It's not something that just um, is automatic, not as much as it used to be. And so that's the good news, um, that those of us who are still here, who are celebrating a new year of the Lord, are, are making a great effort. Uh, and it's not just the, I'm not just talking about parishioners, it's clergy as well. Two weeks ago, I read about something that, some really horrific thing that's uh, apparently um, uh, was done by one of my seminary classmates. And it was almost 20 years ago um, and was um, uh, almost dealt with by his uh, ordinary uh, a few years later, but only made public two weeks ago. Um, so not only is it devastating to learn about that, it's also it's almost devastating to see the reactions of my classmates uh, or their lack of reaction, as the case may be. So um, it takes a great effort. The, every, every life is a, is a combat. Everyone who is still worshiping God is someone who's on the winning edge of the equation. And I will even include those of you who may not be um, even in the state of grace, but you're still here on Sunday. That's, that's a victory. That's a minor victory. Um, it means that we have not been discouraged to, to just stay away. The Lord, um, the Lord came in order to rescue sinners. He didn't come to reward saints. Um, that, that, that's in heaven. But the Lord came, the incarnation came to us in order to rescue a lost world. And so when we look at a year accomplished, uh, at our numbers, um, we know that the Lord bears fruit. Um, and if our efforts continue to be generous, the Lord's fruit um, will not be found wanting. We will always be able to identify things that the Lord simply did regardless of our efforts. But we will also be able to identify things that happened because you cooperated with God's grace. And we'll be able to identify things that should have happened but didn't because we didn't cooperate with God's grace. So as we look forward to another year, it's an opportunity uh, to grow in faith, to grow in joy, to grow in generosity, to grow in service to each other, materially and spiritually. Now, when the Lord talked about the signs in the sky, the sun, the moon, the stars, the sea and the waves... He's also picking up language from the Old Testament in Jeremiah 13 and 14 that don't deal with the end of the world, but they deal with the end of every evil regime, every evil kingdom. And, and, and that, that's part of what we recognize, these small victories, the small victories against the evil one, to persevere, to be joyful, to be fruitful. I think of uh, just a few days ago with the confirmation class, receiving the Sacrament of Confirmation from Archbishop Brolio here just a few days ago. Whether it be in their class or on retreat or during their interview, they were all told that when the Lord sent 
to them the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, and they were able to speak in tongues. They didn't all of a sudden say, hey, write this down, this is awesome. Or they didn't say, um, listen to what I can do. They didn't use their gifts for their own benefit, their own personal gain. They immediately preached the gospel. And the miracle and the power of the Holy Spirit wasn't just in the, in the mouths of the preachers, but it was also in the ears of the listeners. And so it's, it's so clear that what is, what is communicated to us, especially in that sacrament, is a gift that's meant to, of course, initially sanctify us, but it's meant to be operative in somebody else. It's not just meant to strengthen me so that I can sanctify people by giving them my knowledge, but it's grace that's operative in me so that I can sanctify them or God can sanctify them. Because what are the obstacles to faith? What are the obstacles to loving and obeying and worshiping God? It's not usually a lack of information. It's some spiritual, some internal impediment, a wound, hurt, uh, some evil that we opened ourselves up to, something else, some burden, some inertia, some lack of love, some self-preoccupation. So when we receive and recognize the gifts that God gives us, we know that they must be used for the benefit of others. Seeing so many young people struggle through faith, struggle with their questions, and, and continue to persevere and to ask the Holy Spirit to make them instruments of salvation for others is a, is a great encouragement. Over the last few months, I've seen three notable older people, some parishioners, one not a parishioner, who after so many years of being married to a Catholic finally decided yes, that they were going to become Catholic and receive the sacraments. Not to mention those others who, without even um, needing to become Catholic, but as, as baptized Christians who have faith in the sacraments, welcomed me at their bedside to give them uh, confession and anointing and the last rites and the apostolic pardon. The Lord is still winning victories. It doesn't make the newspaper, but it still is happening when we continue to be faithful and joyful and generous. It's a great opportunity to be renewed in our faith, to be renewed in our devotion to the Blessed Sacrament, to be renewed in our, our commitment to receiving the Lord's gifts, not just, for our, not just for ourselves, but for others, whether it be an offering up a holy hour for somebody else or an offering up our communion um, for a soul in need or just simply deciding to, to continue to persevere and to and to be confident that, that the Lord's faithful will suffer and they will prosper. But it all comes from the Lord. And fortunately, we all go back to the Lord. So we ask during this new year and this new season of Advent that the Lord not only bless the church in general, but that he bless this parish in particular with, with new parishioners, with new believers, um, with even more generous faithful, that he bless our families, that he bring them healing, that he bless all those who are sick, all those who are dying, all those for whom we worry, that he bless them not just with physical comfort, but with his grace and with the healing of salvation that comes through the sacraments. We ask that the Lord continue to make the true faith be evident 
in times of darkness and to give those who profess the true faith the joy and the generosity to make the Lord's work attractive and effective and fruitful. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.